The calendar is always turning and the clock never stops ticking. From a kingdom perspective, there can be no doubt that we are entering into the end of the age. Though things on earth will get progressively worse, the church will glow brighter as the kingdom of God nears its fullness. As we draw closer to the end of the age, now more than ever, we all need courage. Courage to endure, courage to overcome, and courage to fulfill all the Lord is calling us to do. There is arising a group of people who understand their kingdom authority and move in it. You can be a part of that remnant. Welcome to the End Time Courage Podcast with Lauren and Amy. Oh, welcome, welcome, guys. Oh, my goodness. Hey, hey, hey. In stitches before we hit record. (laughs) Uh, Sorry about that. She does this. She'll get me laughing and I just can't stop. Like the tears start flowing. You guys can't. She's so funny. Anyway, welcome. We're so happy to have you back. Yes, we are. Episode two. Episode two. Yes. And like we promised, uh, Amy, are you ready to get into some serious, well, not scary, but some serious conversations? We'll just jump right in. Absolutely. I I prefer to call them heavy. There you go. Yeah. Heavy. Heavy. Very heavy. Well, Amy, you know how we talk about nobody knows the day or the hour, and we're always, you know, getting from other people people let's just call it religious spirit people and, and they don't realize I don't I don't think that the religious spirit realizes that they have the religious spirit mm-hmm. so when you talk about the end times and and you're you know saying things like well we don't know the day or the hour but we can get pretty close to the season you'll have them come out and say nobody knows the day or the hour I, I know that I, I just said that but we can get pretty close to the season let me yes, yes. so that's what we're going to try to do today, and I've got some paper. You've got one, Amy. I've got one. I printed out. Now, I know that, that you guys are listening, and you can't see what we're looking at, but if you go on YouTube, I, this will be playing on YouTube, just the audio, and when we get to the point where we're looking at these uh, visuals, I will cast it and splice it on the screen on YouTube, okay? So if you are listening, just audio, just know that's an option if you wanted to take a look at the material that um, Amy and I have today or just in the future. Um, so here's what I want to say. First, was there anything you wanted to say before I get started? No, I just, I appreciate the fact that, you know, you're giving the disclaimer. Yes, we do not know the no. day or the hour. We're, you know, I'm not absolutely. pretending to be, to say I do. Yes, we are not saying that at all. Um, but the Bible does tell us to um, to pay attention to the times and the seasons yeah, and to look for c- certain things that these things are going to come to pass before I come back. And this is what is going to be happening near the time that I'm going to come back. So we can look and we should be, mm-hmm. you know, we want to know, we want to know when he's coming and, and to be preparing ourselves. And so, yes, absolute full disclosure. We do not know the day and the no. hour. No, we don't. Uh, it, well, we want to be prepared to know why we're doing the things we're doing. Absolutely. Why are we talking about these things? You know, why are we, you know, physically doing maybe some prepared things, right? And we can't know our why if we don't know, like, the biblical timeline. And we don't know what the Lord is saying to us through his word about his coming. You know, he came the first time. What makes people think he's not coming the second time? You know, throughout the whole Old Testament, all the prophets, all of the ones talking about the Messiah to come, I can only imagine through those 2,000 years that they were, and they were. You see the book of Judges, you see how chaotic it got, you know, they there was a time period where 
the Lord was just silent, you know, from Micah to the time that the Lord did return in Bethlehem. Right. So all of that time, I'm sure the people were saying the same thing. Absolutely. And there was, you know, very few that were saying, yeah, we've been looking and we believe that this baby is the one most, most missed it. Most missed it. Because he came in a way that they didn't expect. They probably came when, you know, after God had been silent. That's probably not when they thought that this baby would appear. And so, yeah, there, there were... But there were signs of it, yes. You know that this is what you look for, and and he's uh, going to be in, you know, in this area, or he's going to be, you know, there. There were like little bitty signs pointing, yes. And unless you were looking for them, you would have missed it. You would have missed it. And so here we are again, second coming. And the same thing applies. Same thing. So, you know, like Solomon said, the same things that happen will happen again. There is nothing new under the sun. Right. So if we want to know, you know, how to be prepared for his second coming, and he's coming because he came the first time. Yeah. There's no doubting that he's not coming. Right. Then we would probably do the same things that they were doing in the Old Testament. Right. We, they did have little nuggets, like you said. The prophets di- identified a specific place of his birth. OK, so they knew these things. And so we have the same things here in our New Testament that when we dig through them and we pray through them and we get into that position, like you were saying last week on the podcast of that place of instruction, then we can understand. All right, Lord. Got this. We're going to prepare the way, just like John the Baptist did, prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. And this is, you know, what we're going to do. So I want to start going way back to maybe 2014 timeframe. And I say that because we have some sheets in front of us. Amy has one. I have one. And it is a chart of Shemitah blocks, uh, seven-year blocks, and they have dates on them. Amy, at the very end of your sheet, and remember, guys, I am going to put this picture on YouTube if you want to go reference it for what we're looking at. You will see at the very end, it's 2015 to 2016. That year started the very first block of Shemitah, which we just ended here in 2022. Okay, so now we are in 2022. We are to 2023. We have now entered a brand new block of Shemitahs. All right. So that's important for you guys to understand because in 2014, way back uh, when I first got the, it wasn't, I've only heard the Lord audibly one time in my life. And to me, Amy, the audible was whether it was in my spirit or literally I I felt like I heard it, mm-hmm. right? I was coming up out of a, a deep sleep and right between sleep and awake, I heard the Lord say to me, I'm going to need you to glow. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, I heard the audible voice of the Lord that way. But I also heard the voice of the Lord, and I think it was more in my spirit, but to me, I heard it loud and clear. I was sitting by the fire pit out at, a, at an old house that we had bought. Sean was in the throes of an addiction, a really bad addiction. And if you guys know uh, my testimony, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Maybe we'll have some time. Amy's got a great one, too. Um, And usually the Josephs are birthed out of great trauma. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, I was sitting in a fire pit in a little plastic chair. We didn't have anything. And I was out just kind of, I guess, being a little uh, victimist, feeling sorry for myself. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Lord, I I just, who am I? You Mm -hmm. know, what what is it that you need me to do? Because I've got nothing. You know, I preach the gospel, but I'm preaching the gospel and my life's falling apart. Mm -hmm. You know, how relatable am I? And I heard in my spirit, 
I have called you to be a Joseph. And when I heard that, it was almost like, <laughs> that is so funny. I've got no money. I've got like no wealth. <laughs> I've got no wisdom, right? I'm like, what a Joseph. So I didn't understand. Okay, now look, I'm getting somewhere. That was in 2014. Now your chart says that first Shemitah started right around 2015 to 2016. 2014 ended a Shemitah, mm-hmm. okay? All right, second visual. Let me get my computer up and running so um, Amy can see this. Yes, thank you. You know, it's funny, while you're pulling that up, it's it's amazing to me that we become so discouraged when the Lord, you know, gives us a word and it doesn't look even possible in the circumstance that we are in at that moment. But it's how the Lord always works. Yes. You know, when he comes to, you know, Abraham and Sarah, it's like, you're going to have a baby. And he tells, you know, Jacob, you're going to, you know, you're going to do this, all, all this amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and none of that looked possible at all. And, and one thing that I believe the Lord has done, and, and maybe he's even doing in, in some of you listening, is that he will give you the promise in the midst of the preparation, because the preparation is so hard, but the promise is what you hold on to. And so if he was just preparing you and you were walking through these trials with uh, no goal in sight, most of us would quit. And so it's in his mercy that he will go ahead and show us what the end game is so that in the midst of the preparation, which seems hard, we keep pressing on because we're holding on to that word promise yes yes Yes. absolutely well that was kind of what was going on with me so I I didn't know and I know that you've been there Amy and and some of the traumas that you've been in it's like you know you you can't see the promise you you don't know why you're living literal hell on earth but um, you're just trying to get through the next minute yeah much much less the next day and so at that time when the Lord was saying to me, you know, I've called you to be a Joseph, it was laughable, like a Sarah moment. It was laughable. I'm like, I just, yeah, okay. Yeah. But year a year later, so maybe around 2015, after that experience, I held it in my heart. You know how you said you were like Mary, you would hold things in your yes. heart, right? All right. So on your sheet right here, um, Amy, you'll see, like we just said, that the very first Shemitah cycle started 2015 and it ended 2020. Mm-hmm. 2015, I'm sitting around watching Jim Baker. Like literally, I watched him every day. I loved that man. I did. Um, I was, my, Sean used to call me like, you're such an old lady. What are you doing <laughs> watching, you know, Jim Baker? I, I mean, I would set an alarm to watch him. I loved him and his wife. And they had up on the screen, these cows. Now, Amy, I've shown you these cows before. Yes. What What do you see for them? I, now, I'm going to show this picture on YouTube, guys, for anybody. Again, so you'll see these. But for the people listening, how do you describe these? Okay, so these two cows that are on screen, um, one is more black, one is more red, and they both have the number seven on their forehead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the immediately, my mind went to Joseph. Immediately. Like it was a spirit in my spirit. I knew when I saw these pictures on that broadcast, it, it really kind of went over like a lead balloon to a lot of the community watching Jim Baker that day. And I remember because uh, Jonathan Kahn was on mm-hmm. that episode talking about these cows. Now, Jonathan Kahn is a Messianic Jew, is he not? Yes. Yeah. And so he's written The Harbinger yes. since then and a few other books since the 2015. Um 
So I'm looking at these cows, Amy, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Joseph, Joseph, Hmm. seven years of famine, seven years of plenty. That is exactly what went through my mind. Wow. And so you, just for clarification, this is in 2014, you're watching the Jim Baker show and he shows these cows. So this is the first that these cows have been seen since. Okay. So, but what the, what the cool thing is, is if you notice here on the very bottom, you, their birthdays, they were actually born in 2014. Wow. 2014, I'm out of the, at a fire pit mm-hmm. thinking my life is, you know, garbage because it was at the time saying that I was going to be a Joseph to him. And these cows were born in 2014, 2015, I'm watching the episode and he puts the birthdays of these cows, right? So when you're looking at the Shemitah calendar here, you see that the 2014 cows were born on the, um, gosh, I wish, I wish I would have written this down and Pastor Jeff would know, but I think this is the, um, we have the Feast of Tabernacles. We have the, Fe- Amy, you would know too, Feast of Tabernacles. Mm-hmm. We have the Feast of Trumpets. There's, is there something in between? The Feast and Trumpets is the same as... I should have written this down. They were born on a feast day is my point. Okay. Yes. On a fall feast day to the day. And both of these cows, one cow has a perfect typewriter seven on its head. Perfect. Like pot, like, like money, like prestige, like elegance. The next cow is red with a crazy number seven written on its head. And it is like famished looking. It's like, like it was scribbled on its head. So, but it's very clearly a seven. Very clearly a seven, and they it were is. both born on the same day wow. by different farmers. Wow. Okay, so you're probably thinking, so what? You heard this in 2014, 2015. A couple cows are born with sevens on their heads. So what, Lauren? What is this? Well, when you look at the timeline on the Shemitah calendar, during that time, and I, Amy, I think I told you this. I was running around around 2015, 26 timeframe, taking photographs of grocery store shelves, telling everybody the famine was coming. I do remember those. <laughs> and that they needed to store up everything that they could at that time, right? Yes. Okay. I was a mad woman, but <laughs> what I didn't understand was, because, right, everything to me is an emergency, that this was a warning for now. This okay. is a warning. I'm totally now. not meaning to interrupt no, you. No, yeah, go But ahead. I looked up the feast day and it was Rosh Hashanah. That's what it is. Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So these cows were born during Rosh Hashanah in 2014. Yes. So you take that as, oh, like we're we're gonna go into famine. We've got seven years to prepare. Okay. We're going into famine. Because I knew that the 2014 Shemitah had ended, because I've been walking watching Jim Baker and watching um uh Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Uh, Jonathan Kahn. Yes. Because he taught me about the feast days. He taught me. I mean, I was gorge eating all of this stuff, Amy, for years mm-hmm. um, before I even got into Kaneo or, you know, before I even, before we, anybody was really learning it. And Jonathan Kahn was teaching these things, the feast days and how they're important to the Lord. Yes. And all the things. And Kaneo, by the way, is a wonderful school um, out of Dawsonville. Yes. 
Uh, it's K-I-N-E-O. Yes. And it is an amazing school. Yeah, I'm in my first year. So I definitely look that up if you would like to. Highly recommend it. Yes. I don't care how much you know the Bible or how much you don't think you know the Bible or you're a Bible scholar or you're a pastor or you're evangelist. You don't ever know the whole Bible. None of us ever will. That's exactly right. And you need to go. I mean, it's fantastic information. So I knew at the time, Amy, that um, we were heading into another Shemitah. I knew one was ending in 2014. I knew another one was beginning. So to me, I'm thinking to myself, seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. That's in my mind. Yes. So when 2015 hit, we started a new Shemitah. And I thought then that we were going to have seven years to prepare for this. And Mm -hmm. I was going around, going around, going around. Nobody was listening to me. Nobody was listening. What I've come to realize is if you go up a block, Mm -hmm. so now we're at 2022 2023, we've just started a new Shemitah year. Yes. And this Shemitah block of seven years ends 2028, 2029. Mm. We did not have the seven years of multiple plenty wealth transfer at all. It did not come. Mm -hmm. So basically this right here was a warning from the Lord as in this is coming, get prepared. Now's not the time. But these cows, for anybody who's watching, anybody who's seeing, who has eyes to see, something's coming. You start getting bread stuff mm-hmm. around 2021. One. Mm-hmm. Right. I start getting digital asset information and market information from the Lord that monetary systems were changing around 2021. 20, 2019. Okay, so the end of the Shemitah, both of you and I are starting to transition into teaching the people your bread, mm-hmm. my financials, so that we can go into the next seven years, which would take us into 2029, preparing for what you saw. Mm which is what that cow represents, the red one, the famine to come. Yeah, that's amazing. Because just to give, you know, some quick background about the bread that we're talking about. So, in fact, my mom, um, back in the 90s, uh, somewhat followed uh, the bread Beckers. And this is a, a family, their last name is Becker. And she is a food scientist. And she started... Uh, studying the benefits of of whole grains. And maybe we can do just even a whole episode on some of the history, and I would love to give the information. But basically, uh, America, as you know, as I've shared with you, was one of the healthiest uh, nations on the planet. And we introduced uh, white flour in, I think, the early 1900s. And within five to 10 years, we had fallen uh, to one of the least healthy nations on the planet. And if you go back and study, that's where a lot of our diseases started uh, coming about. And, you know, diabetes. Uh, one of the big ones was um, people were um, going, they were losing their minds. They were literally being put in insane asylums. Mm. And the, uh, the farmers, along with the medical community, recognized because when you take the brand and the germ, out of flour and you're left with a white flour, you have removed almost every nutrient, vitamin, and mineral. It's all found in the bran and the germ. And of course, the the reason that they wanted to do this is because white flour can sit on a shelf for 
forever. Wow. You know, it will hardly ever go bad. And as if you're milling your own flour, you have about 72 hours to bake with it, to cook with it, or it loses all of its nutrients, mm-hmm. which, you know, even in me saying that, you should recognize that the even the whole wheat loaf bread that you just bought at the store, mm-hmm. if it's over 72 hours, if it was not baked within a 72-hour period, you are not getting all of the vitamins and minerals. And so the farmers and even the doctors came together and recognized that it was a lack of B vitamins that had caused this in- insanity that, that had came over the nation. Like, you can Google this and look up the history of it. And so they put enough back in that yes, people were not literally losing their minds and going crazy, but all of a sudden nerve diseases, nervousness, anxiety, all these things. So Sue Becker is studying the history of white bread and what happened to our nation when the bran and the germ were removed from our bread because of convenience. Right. And it's astonishing. So I had this information. So after... Uh, my accident, probably around this time, 2013, 2014, I just start, decide to start, you know, milling my own grain into flour, which you now do as I well. Do. It's a very simple thing. Yes. It sounds complicated. It is not. We are not milling on a threshing floor in our backyard. Yeah, <laughs> we are absolutely not. We have we have a mill in our house. It takes, you know, a couple of minutes yep. um, to turn grain into flour. And so it's, it's an amazing thing. Energy levels, the health, the benefits. Like I said, we'll have to do a whole podcast. And I have videos on my Facebook as yes, well where I talk about this and even show how to do, um, how to make bread from this flour. Yeah, you taught me. You taught me how to do it. I, I had no idea. It's, it's amazing. And most people do not. No. And, and if you do not study that and are not told uh what happened to the people in our nation? Um, even to the fact that when we went to war, they would not sell white flour because the sol- they knew the soldiers needed real bread wow. that had bran and germ that would give energy, that would keep them healthy, that would protect their immunities. Because whole wheat grain that is uh, made into flour in your home, if you mill it and bake with it within 72 hours. It has 40 of the 44 right. minerals, vitamins, and nutrients that you need to thrive. Right. Not just survive, but thrive. And I think you were the one telling me when I was like, oh my gosh, this not only, she's literally talking about grain. Like when we, we were putting out those videos, I was like, Joseph, she's literally talking yes. about grain. And I think you told me about like, if that's all that you had, if all that we had was just the grain, we, we would survive and we would do just fine. That's exactly it's right. It's the manna. And it's, it is the manna. And what's crazy is I'm still not even putting that together into thinking about the future. No, I'm looking right. at it is that I've been through this horrible, you know, car accident. I didn't have very much of an appetite. I'm just not getting in all my fruits and vegetables for the day. I'm not, you know, I'm not eating in a way that I need to eat. And I'm like, wow, I can eat one roll. I can eat a slice of bread. I can eat a muffin and get what it would take me eating all the colors of the vegetables mm-hmm. and all the colors of the fruits. And and yes, fruits and vegetables are amazing. But at the time, or if you have a toddler who's a very picky eater and you're thinking they, I don't know how they survive with as little as they eat. Mm-hmm. If you can give them one roll that is supplying everything their body needs to thrive, 40 of the 44 things it needs to thrive, 
every single day, like who wouldn't do that? It's a supernatural food. It is. And so it's, I'm just talking about it from, you know, a food standpoint Mm -hmm. and how amazing it is. And then I come along and I'm like, I don't think so, Amy. I think the Lord is giving you a supernatural guidance a Goshen instruction right, on how to get my people to survive what's ahead. That's exactly right. And it was during that time that I'm just posting, and you can go back on my Facebook page and see it. I am posting sometimes daily yeah. about this bread, and I don't even know why I'm doing it. Yeah. But it's so unlike me. It's so... I'm not a heavy poster on Facebook, Mm -mm. but all of a sudden I'm just talking about bread Mm -hmm. and it's because the Lord has put this burden on me to, to do so. But then I start, you know, having dreams Mm -hmm. uh, about famine and then I start studying, you know, I'm looking up famine in the Bible. Well, of course, you know, Joseph pops up that, you know, when famine hits is that he had stored grain. God gave him a dream, you know, or gave the king a dream that he interpreted. And their answer was to store up grain, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, not only fed everyone around them, but it's what brought his brothers (laughs) back into reconciliation with him because they all had to go there to to get their bread and that's what they lived off of and then oh my goodness if you just look up the word bread in the scripture i mean jesus says i'm the bread of yes. life and when you understand the bread that he's talking about it makes sense because you know we can hear him say that and look at the you know the donut in our pantry right you know that could sit there for a year and still look the same and think, I'm not really sure why Jesus wanted to compare himself to this hostess, you know, yep. donut. But when you study actual grain and then understand what he said, that it's like, oh, he's enough for us. And this bread is enough for us. Well, then I start studying it more and I recognize that you can store grain for hundreds of years that you can buy grain from the bread backers and six gallon buckets. And as long as it's in an airtight container with a lid, it will last for hundreds and hundreds of years. In fact, when they found the pyramids, you know, the Egyptian pyramids where they put gold and jewelry and of course, you know, their Kings and uh, all of that, their rulers were in their Pharaohs. When they opened it, they put everything that was so important to them in those pyramids. Well, guess what was in those pyramids? Grain. Mm -hmm. Because that was in their history and that was so important to them. Well, they, you know, this would have been, goodness, I mean, how long after had the pyramids and, you know, been built until they were found. They took that grain out, planted it, and it grew. Yes. Into a crop. Mm-hmm. And they could not believe this. And it, they were like, wow. But of course, I'm recognizing as I'm reading about it, the pyramid would have been airtight right. and it would have been out of the sun. Right. In a cool place. In a cool place, which is where I store my grain. There's so much here. And so it's like, it's it's too much to even go into in so this, like, you know, in this podcast. It's way too much. But it's just so full. Like you are so, so when you were doing these videos, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, this is really happening. This is really happening. You know, 
what I saw, what I was trying to prepare the people for, which wasn't the right time. You know, we were talking about timing is everything. Yes. And that does come with maturity. You know, I've years of, of being in ministry and, and teaching and preaching the word and trying to do what the Lord is asking, you know, me to do, you, you go through it too. You yes. learn to mature in your faith. And so timing is everything. So at the time of 2015 era, when, you know, I was convinced that the next seven years was going to be our famine. Well, we're in the next seven years. There is no famine uh, yet. Um, it was, it, it needed maturity to develop. Okay. This is what the Lord has shown the ones that could see, mm-hmm. all right. Who know the story of Joseph who have supernatural seer abilities to understand the meaning behind it, yes. right? And knowing at the same time when to drop this revelation. And so here you come along talking about the bread, having so much wisdom about it, about the grain. I mean, you just oozed the the revelation that I had been developing for seven years. Well, it's like you're saying, you know, you didn't have the timing of it. No. I had the information as to why it could su- sustain the body in a famine, but I'm not connecting it. I'm, I'm literally looking at it just for the health benefit. And, and I would tell people like, you don't believe a famine's coming. Great. Still go buy this bread because it'll be the best thing that you ever did for your family, for your body, for for your your body, for your health, for your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, those B vitamins being so important for our nervous system. Right. And I mean, how many people do you talk to that they, they're on an anti-anxiety pills or, and I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying a lot of it is because we're not getting what we need from our food and that's no one's fault by the way. But if there is an answer to it, I want to dive into that. And of course, then, you know, Revelation 6, 6 says, and I heard a voice uh, from among the four living beings saying a loaf of wheat bread, a loaf of wheat bread, or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay. Now we head into the financial part of it. So then, you know, that's when you and I start, you know, really connecting that this verse is talking about finances it's also talking about bread and it's talking about a famine that's coming because the only reason that a piece of loaf bread a loaf of wheat bread would cost a day's wage is if there is a lack of it lack of it partnered with hyper hyper inflation inflation so there is no way that a loaf of bread could cost a day's wage unless it was scarce and we were in hyper crisis inflation. Absolutely. So you've got, like John Paul Jackson was saying back in 2014, a perfect storm's coming, right? And he would get all these headlines. Now he's since passed away. Um, So, you know, you're saying all this, me and you get together and I get with the Lord and I'm like, Lord, this is really happening, but I don't have enough understanding to, to know to know when. So I don't, I don't know what you're wanting me to do. And I'm not, I don't know what you want me to say because I tried to say something and I jumped the gun and I beat, you know, my followers down and, and probably exhausted them with something that didn't show, but I know it's coming. So help me. And so through all of that, I've gotten, we have discussed because the Lord has given you some things about some timing of, of all this mm-hmm. and with our chart here and, you know, with the cows and, and, and the new Shemitah year that's coming, the Lord had told me back then, Amy, that there was going to be a massive wealth transfer that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't get a massive wealth, wealth transfer the last seven years. Okay. We, we had seven years of good times and, you know, Trump was in office and, you know, people financially were good. 
But I can't say that it was an a, a Egypt out of Exodus, just a wealth given moment. I mean, there wasn't a wealth transfer to the to the righteous, right? That I can that I can remember. Um, it, honestly, most of the churches and, and Christians still suffer and beg for money all over the place, right? To go on mission trips, to you know, build whatever it is they need to build in the church. I mean, nobody has a really a, a wealth of transfer of wealth. Yeah, the timing of of all of this, and you know, I just read the verse of you know talks about the sons of Issachar, um, you know that they understand the times. Oh yeah. You know that's what the scripture says in First uh, Chronicles twelve, that they would have an understanding of the time. Yes. And so I think you, out of the goodness of your heart, but you're you know you're probably like how an Abraham and Sarah would feel. Right. Where's the son? Where's the son? Where is it? Where's the promise? You know, if she had gone out and announced, you know, I'm probably going to be pregnant tomorrow. Right. And then, you know, how many years pass? Right. Decades, actually. Yes. And there's no son. And so a lot of people would have thought they heard it wrong. Yes. Right. Which is what I got a lot of. You know, that we would be looking at this older couple and as they are turning 75 years old, and then they're turning 85 years old, like they got it wrong. Right. No, they heard the what, but they just had the when. Wrong. Wrong. Just like Jeremiah prophesied 40 years that an invasion was coming. Babylon was coming 40 years. Right. They tortured that man. Absolutely. Um, but he didn't know that it was going to be 40 years. He just kept doing what the Lord asked him to do. And then finally Babylon came. Yes. But he, 40 years, crying out to people to, to change or prepare. Absolutely. So that's kind of how this was. Yes. But now I know. Mm-hmm. These next seven years, Amy, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. There will be a wealth transfer into the righteous hands. Mm-hmm. And... There will be, and it, it'll look all, all kind of ways. Mm-hmm. It could be a huge blessing financially. It could be a blessing for people in real estate. It could be uh, huge focus and, and wisdom given to people. It could be joy and happiness, depression lifted off of people, supernatural anointings on people, mm-hmm. right? It could come in a few ways. These next seven years, and we're going to continue this in the next podcast, so make sure you stay tuned next Monday, will be a time that the Lord is going to have his people build Goshen. Goshen had to be built before they lived in Goshen for the seven years of famine. Exactly. And the ark. You got to build the ark. As well. You know, the Lord did not take them out of the flood, but he gave them a place and they, they, were, they were over it. They were. But they were protected. They were protected. They were protected, but yes, he had to build that. And we know how he was absolutely mocked and made fun of. And Noah, like we know that from the scripture and how discouraging it must have been for him to just keep, you know, hammering yes. ever. And they'd never even seen rain. I was going to say that. And they never even saw rain, right? The yes. the produce or the grass was watered from beneath, like a mist, yes. right? So there's that. You know, we've never seen a famine. Right. We don't know what Joseph and them went through. We've never seen it. So when you're talking about bread and I'm talking about famine and I'm talking about cows, it does look like we have a third eye in the middle of our head. Right. right. Absolutely. We have never been hungry. We're not a third right. world country. We've right. never had to suffer with no food in our grocery stores. Farmers even have never had to go through not being able to grow a crop. 
Right. We've never seen it. Yes. And I was talking about bread and you were talking about this wealth transfer long before there was a war in Ukraine and Russia and now they're not exporting grain. And long before our own farmers here are saying we, our crop is at half, you know, what we normally do. Like I'm talking about all this bread long before it's on Fox News, you know, and you know, or CNN or whatever that they're saying, you know, we could have a bread shortage at some point. Well, you know, Ukraine's the breadbasket of the world. Yes. Not many people know that. It is. And so we're going to continue to break down all of this. We want to talk more about these uh, these years, what this means in our calendar, what that wealth transfer is going to look like, how to prepare for that. Um, we're going to get into all of the specifics. But for right now, and uh, Lauren, you might have some, you know, just a, a closing remark as well, but... I feel like the Lord really impressed me to just encourage our listeners to pray for that, uh, the spirit of the sons of Issachar. That's good. To pray for that, to pray for the understanding, to not just understand what is coming, but when, and to understand the times and the seasons. And Lord, what do you want me to do to prepare? It could be something very small. It could be just that, you know, I know the Lord's going to provide for me, but Am I ready for his return? Am I ready? You know, if he came tomorrow, would I want him to find me how I am today? It could be that simple. That no, I I don't want to be found like this. I want to be preparing like a bride for her groom that's coming. It it can be from that and it could be something radical Mm -hmm. that the Lord shows you how to, you know, that he wants you to do as well. But I feel like, the encouragement for today is to really ask for and, you know, to go read that in, in Chronicles and ask That's the Lord good. to to give you an understanding of the times and the seasons because he will. You know, we have not because we ask not. Right. So there is uh, not just from our podcast, but there is personal wisdom that the Lord wants to give our listeners that they can share with us at some point that they can hear. hear So, um, so yeah, anything you want to add to that? Yeah. Well, you know what guys, we just want to wrap up and let you know that this isn't uh, a fear mongering podcast. None of these ever will be, but just like Amy said, you know, you need to decide either your place is in that, that secret place to get instruction, or maybe the Lord wants you to prepare physically. You know, we, we all have different uh, instructions on how we will prepare for these next seven years. And we'll break this down on the next podcast, so stay tuned. Uh, you're going to have to come back to, to hear the rest of it. So we hope you guys have a great week. We are praying for you. We love you. And um, we will see you next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining in today. We really appreciate and love every one of you. We always want to leave you with tools and resources that will help you prepare for the days ahead. We have links in every comment section, whether you're on the podcast, just listening audibly, or whether you're on YouTube, check the comment section. We have links for Amy's counseling, my uh, prophetic financial information, all is there to be able to help you. We're here to serve you. We love you, and we'll see you next time.